Hi, I am Vaughn with 360 Mag, and we're speaking with Lena. 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 Lena, one of the senior engineers, race engineers from McLaren. Hello, nice Hi. to meet you. Nice to meet you. So tell us why we are here at the New York Sports, I mean, New York Stock Exchange, right there. So um, I work for McLaren um, on their Extreme E project, which is an off-road racing series. It's an electric um, car, looks a bit like an SUV. Um, and we just have a partnership that was announced today with ICE, the um, owners of the New York Stock Exchange, um, because we share um, sustainable goals that are very similar and um, just uh, both the diversity element um, and that kind of thing is something that aligns the two companies together. So that's why we're here. Kind of talking about what we do. Nice. And you also spoke to you and your sister are working on this project together. Can you speak to that? Yes, I can. Um, I was approached by McLaren last year to um, run the car and engineer the car. Um, and a few weeks later, they recognized that they also needed to have somebody who would be looking at the performance side. So the data, understanding what's going on, manipulating control systems and things like that. Asked me if I knew anybody because my sister has had experience with doing that specific job and she's done rallying. Um, it was a huge advantage to have her on board, so I put her name forward. I did ask her first, um, put her name forward, and um, yeah, it's been a no-brainer. It's been really good, actually. I haven't worked with her before. Um, we haven't fallen out yet. I'm sure it'll happen at some point, but I'll just phone up my mum and tell her that my sister's being mean. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a really great learning process. She comes from a slightly different background to me. We're both engineers, but we've approached racing in different ways, so it's been it's been great. Nice. And so how important is it for women to be in this industry? It's vital, I think. Um, Traditionally, it's been quite male-dominated. And certainly when I was growing up um, watching Formula One paddock, my um, heroes were were all white males. Um, (laughs) You know, I think one of the reasons my sister and I followed this career is because our parents kind of said, if you want to be like those guys, you need to be the best at what you do and work really hard. Don't go half-heartedly at it and get on with it. But there's quite a few people out there who they may want and have those aspirations, but if they don't see that there are people that look like them who are doing these kind of jobs, they can shy away or we're still, they're talked out of it by their peer group. And that's really not what should happen because engineering doesn't look at gender. Racing doesn't look at gender. Certainly doesn't look at skin color or, um, you know, whatever your background might be, anybody can do this. And as, a, as an industry, as a, um, a global industry, we need to look at more than just half the population to get the best people. You need to look at the whole population to get the best people out there to have the most innovative solutions. So I think it's vital. Nice. And can you speak to us about how, how what, what, was going in your, what was going on in your mind and how did you feel when Kamala Harris became president, vice president of the United States of America? So um, I didn't really know much about Kamala before um, she was basically being put forward as as Joe Biden's running mate. And I kind of learned a little bit about her. She's half Indian. Um, that sort of struck a chord because my parents are from India. Um, oh, what, 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 uh, what cast are the partners? Punjabi or Cindy so or Jane? Or? We're actually, my mum and dad are from a state called Maharashtra, so where Mumbai is on the west coast. They're just inland from there. Um, both are Hindus. Um, we, they, they both came over to the UK um, when they were in their late 20s, early 30s to have a life in the UK. And back in the 60s and 70s, this is to as as immigrants um, to work and to be successful but what they really wanted is that their kids could have opportunities that they wanted when they were younger but didn't have so for them it was like a really big move 
but they did it for their children, which at the time they never had because they had them a bit later. Um, It's a story that a lot of um, immigrant families have probably had from all sorts of different backgrounds, you know, coming to the UK, coming to the US, wherever it might be. And from that point of view, whenever there's anybody that comes to the fore who is from an ethnic background, especially in societies in the West, where you don't often see that, but it's growing now, it's changing. I always think it's really interesting. And she was very inspiring, Kamala, just with the way she spoke. And um, she was so, how can I put it, under control. And the way she comes across, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. The representation is great. Yes, especially with Judge Jackson. How did that, how did that whole... So um, I kind of uh, only started following that story just recently, only because um, it happened to be on the BBC News that I was watching on that one day. I mean, this is like the coincidence factor, right? Mm. Um, happened to, to see her there, and now that she's one of the first black Supreme Court judges, that is a huge thing in its own right, especially for the US society, which is incredibly diverse and must represent you know, the people that... Um, the Supreme Court really kind of looks after. I think it's great. I really think it's great. Is there anything else about the, uh, I guess, today's announcement that we should know that we haven't already heard from you guys today? Um, I think it's just the aligned values, really, that um, McLaren has with sustainability and with kind of using that with racing because the platform of racing can be used just because of how popular it is to highlight the climate issues that are going on and you can you know argue that depending on which science you decide to believe it's either happening or it's not it's maybe not quite so severe ultimately every single person is being affected about with it in this day and age so it's really vital that we make a point of saying this is what's going on we are racing in these areas, we're highlighting what's happening, but we're doing it in a sustainable way. And we're doing it with people from all walks of life. That alone, that message that it brings, which aligns with what ICE is trying to represent for, for the US to kind of show representation that anybody can be working here in the New York Stock Exchange and why that's vital, plus all the sustainability values. Because if we don't start changing the way we're living, we're gonna very quickly run out of our natural resources we're going to create more problems for ourselves with the climate issues that are going on around the world. And there's people already who have been suffering from this. It's just going to get worse. There's no need for it to be that way. As humans, we've always endeavored to get better at what we do. And being better at living is surely just something really obvious that we should all be doing anyway. Nice. Well, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Likewise. Lena. <laughs> You're awesome. Nice to meet Congrats you. Congrats on all your accomplishments. Thank you. Thank you. We're with Tanner Faust, and he is one of the most iconic rallycross ice, multi-podium, platinum, selling recording artists. <laughs> no, he's really, he's, we're, we're here today with, at the New York Stock Exchange, and he is here with a wonderful announcement. Not only he's, he's part of the MX Extreme Sports team, but Tanner is also going to tell us more about why he even joined this, right, Tanner? Yeah, well, I mean, Extreme E is a, a racing series, I think, that is like looking to the future. I, and I love motorsport. I've been racing for 25 years. I've been lucky to make a living at it um, as, you know, somebody who just got into it because I like cars. I didn't, my family's not involved in racing. I went to school to be a doctor, which was kind of took a left turn at some point. And, um, I've been in a variety of disciplines in those 25 years, 
and I've, I've just loved competition and I love racing, but manufacturers really make that racing world go around. And the manufacturers, as you know, are all shifting their production of streetcars to electric in general. And, um, and motorsport, uh, in order for it to survive, has to have some electric racing out there that makes sense for the manufacturer, showcases the, the virtues of EV and the capabilities. Also, that does racing in a more responsible way. We're in a world where being gender neutral and carbon neutral is a really big deal. And as companies, teams are trying to raise sponsorship money, having you know, that neutrality and that story is important, but it also showcases that motorsport can function like that. And teams can make money doing it. If teams are making money doing electric racing that's gender and, and carbon neutral, then there's a possibly a future for motorsport for the next hundred years. And so I'm a huge advocate for what Extreme E does. And let's be honest, there's no racer that's going to turn down an opportunity to race with McLaren. <laughs> Pretty much the most iconic name in motorsport. So that is just an um, unbelievable uh, kind of pinch me sort of thing that it's actually happening. But um, how, did it, how, did, how did you hear about it? How did it all come to fruition? Zach called out of, uh, out of nowhere. I had raced with Michael Andretti for uh, six years in Rallycross. Mm -hmm. And um, Zach and Michael have some teams together, an IndyCar team and our friends. And so I think uh, my name got thrown in the hat from Michael and Zach. Zach just said, hey, if you want to do this, let's do it. And it was a really quick deal. And and here we are. And we've got one race under our belts and, and a full season ahead of us. So it's, And now that I've been involved in McLaren a little bit, what an amazing machine. Like, not just the car, but the, the people involved. Everybody from marketing and PR to engineers. So just the way that a racing team, you know, a thousand people that are just focused on one purpose, the way that you, when you're involved in a team like that that is so focused hmm. and capable it's an awe-inspiring thing so it's uh, it's a great opportunity for any driver so you mentioned college we know you went to the university of colorado correct correct and you studied biology now how did that segue go you know from studying biology there to becoming this you know phenomenon in racing i i always loved cars and you know annoyed my family by being able to pick out like the car by its headlights you know from when i was six years old drove my sister crazy but it was i never knew how to make a living at racing i didn't know anything about motorsport i wasn't even a motorsport fan as a kid to be honest um and i got a job with an inventor who invented amusement rides just happened to work in his shipping department in college and got that entrepreneurial bug right? like a lot of people you may meet that just make a living doing what they think is the most fun thing to do. And it just doesn't seem like they have a job. It just seems like they just do what's fun and then somehow they figure out how to make a living at it. And that's a contagious, you know, it's very contagious, that mentality. So I love cars. I got a job as a mechanic on a local race team in Colorado and was a super terrible mechanic, but uh, slowly figured out how to make a living in racing. And you did some instruction as well, right? Yeah, I instructed at an ice driving school in Colorado, oh, that's right. and that's where I like really got addicted to sliding around. <laughs> and then when drifting came to the U.S. as a sport, I was kind of already there since I've been sliding around for a few years, and uh, sort of turned that into a, a business that's that's still going. And then how did you get involved as being a stunt car driver? You've done Fast and Furious, you've done Ford versus Ferrari, Need for Speed, Dukes of Hazard. The list goes on. How did you fall into that sector? 
that was a uh, my first movie was Dukes of Hazard in 2005. <laughs> Walked wow. to drive the general leaf for part of that, which I grew up watching, you know, the nice, right. Hazard County, um, and generally ripping through the forest. And, uh, so that was a dream come true. It, and yeah, I've been really lucky to do a lot of driving since then. There's, you know, stunt people are amazing, uh, performers. They are like one person can jump off a building, light themselves on fire. They're martial artists, scuba divers, skydivers, you know, but training in a car is a pretty expensive thing to do. And so the movie industry recently has gone to the racing community to get drivers out of motorsport to, to fill in for some of those duties. And so it's been awesome to, to work in that industry and, and, you know, get to put on a costume and, and go crash on purpose. Wow. So what was, what's one of the most interesting races or evocative races that really pushes your adrenaline? Because you, you do so many types of races. I mean. Well, there's a lot of different parts of each discipline that I like, you know, from drifting and road racing and off-road. Extreme Eat is a weird thing. Uh, the series I'm in with McLaren is that it's a lot of those things are all combined into one. So you're racing on an environment, sometimes over sand dunes, over snow, rocks, whatever, in an, an environment where normally you would save the vehicle on a long race, like the Baja 1000, you'd race on that kind of condition, but you try to take it easy and not break things on the car. Mm. You're still driving fast, but you're saving the car. Um, in Extreme E, you're only driving for about 10, 20 miles at a time, so you sprint. And you're going door to door, and you're pushing with all these other drivers, and these drivers are like some of the best drivers in the world. And so it's this like crazy sprint race over nasty stuff over a hundred miles an hour, jumping and flying and bouncing through the air that makes it the scariest racing I think I've ever done. And that makes it feel like a challenge. And so that's one of the things I love about extreming. Nice. And then we also noticed that one of your senior race engineers was, is it Lena? Lena. Lena. Yeah. I gotta learn how to pronounce her name right. <laughs> yeah, no, Lena and Tina. Yeah, Lena and Tina, they're amazing. How does it how is it like working with her and tandem with her? Lena and Tina are great. You know, you'll go from talking about um car setup and suspension setup to that time when one of them stole the other one's toothbrush and when they were five <laughs> years old or something. It's like they have such a you know, his sisters they have such a long right. history. And it just makes the rapport light and the conversations are light and they're so good at what they do and so accomplished. They've been on some of the biggest racing efforts in the world and, and won. And so it's a real honor to have them on the team. They're superstars. And so it, it puts the pressure on the drivers though. When the car is great and the team's great, that means all the driver can do is mess it all up. So you, you really have to be bring your A game uh, when you have such a strong team behind you. Yeah, especially with female empowerment being such a huge subject in America and, you know, Judge Jackson, Kamala Harris. Um, have you got an opportunity to see the Netflix series with Bubba Wallace called Race? I have not. Ooh, you got to check that out. Give me some feedback on that. Okay. It was very interesting to see how he, you know, had to have, you know, so many trials and tribulations. Yes. And one of which is what you're talking about. You meet somebody with all, with all this passion and you're like, wow, this is contagious. How did it feel when, you, when you're a young person and you got your first sponsorship and you won your first race what were those feelings like honestly people ask i get asked sometimes like oh what was the biggest accomplishment in motorsport you know and i've got some world records and got some medals at x games and won championships and i think that's what they expect you to come back with but the biggest accomplishment that i've had in racing is just getting to the point where i could make a living at it mm. just getting started and it's so hard for people to do and i talk to 
I through Instagram or whatever, I talk to dozens of people every day about um, you know that uh, people that have the same passion that I had, but they just don't know the steps from right. where they are to being a professional driver. And I didn't know those steps either. And I love to hopefully not inspire maybe, but hope to give them some advice that might get them going in the right direction. And generally the advice is just to get whatever job you can close to the job that you want. Even if that's sweeping out the trailer, get on the race team so that you can see what's happening. Get close enough to it that you learn what the next step is. And you just sort of, sometimes they're dirty jobs, but sometimes you just have to make your way slowly, one step or another after the other to get to where you want to be. And the fact that that method actually worked for me and I've seen it work for a couple others, it feels like a huge accomplishment. So I, I'm really proud of that. Nice. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to speak to today that we didn't cover about the, today's release or what you're working on next? Uh, the last movie that I did was John Wick 4. Oh, that, that wow. I don't know when comes out, but that, that was, for the first time, that was me working my way out of a job because I trained Keanu to do essentially all the driving, which he did. So that, that was kind of a cool project and, and maybe something I'll do more of is training the actors really to do a lot of the driving themselves. Um, but with, uh, on the Extreme East side, I'm not sure where, where do you see it in the U.S.? Extreme do you know? Is it? Um, I think it's stream it, or just where it's going. Like, I guess, like in terms of the audience. Oh, uh, the, I mean, the, the reach. <laughs> the, the reach of Extreme is pretty amazing. It's but like a lot of motorsports, mm -hmm. it's much bigger around the rest of the world than it is in the U.S. Formula One has been like that since its inception, and is just now gaining traction in the U.S. Uh, but McLaren has its own behind the scenes series, uh, that revolves around extreme E. And so the McLaren Instagram or my Instagram always has those up and there's, uh, it, it's a pretty gnarly series that goes to some pretty gnarly locations. So I, I really think the fan base is going to continue to grow. Nice. Well, you already answered some amazing questions about, you know, what, what, what it, you know, what it takes to become on your level. Um, I guess, do you have any other, I guess, any associations or involvement with any philanthropic endeavors um, at the moment? Once you're in the industry for a while, you end up do marrying up to a couple things. And I do a lot for uh, something called the Little Warrior Foundation, um, and uh, which is uh, helps uh, children with the rare form of cancer. But there's... Um, there are, there are a lot of them. McLaren is probably involved in a lot that I should know more about. What? Yeah, they recently just um, for UNICEF. So oh, no. Just oh. from the U.S. side. McLaren does a lot. So, so including UNICEF, but they also do a lot with STEM mm -hmm. um, and it, like women, uh, female engineering programs in the U.K. Um, they, uh, it, a lot of that revolves around that gender-neutral part of Extreme E. Um, and uh, helping to fund and inspire uh, young girls to get into engineering um, who otherwise might see it as a daunting task. But it's uh, all of those kinds of programs are critical, I think, and it's, it's cool that McLaren does, does that kind of uh, society outreach stuff. And then real quick, you said you just finished your first race, and I know you guys are going to Saudi Arabia or Chile? Uh, the first race was in Saudi Arabia. Okay. Um, we finished fifth, but uh, we made the final, which 
is something that a lot of teams that have done a full year of racing haven't done. And then the next race is going to be in Sardinia, uh, uh, Italy. Right. And uh, then Chile and then Uruguay. <laughs> we need to fit that in before November. Yeah. <laughs> we eat a lot of pizza and we're over in Europe quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other entrepreneurial efforts on the side? You know, a lot of people like Scott Pewitt from Toyota. He's doing, or Lexus, he's doing like wine, vineyards. And, you know, you guys got your hands in so many different things. Are you doing anything? That, I, some sneakers? Are you some sneakers? Some sneakers? <laughs> no, no. I don't know. We sell apparel, but I, I, I have other passions. And I've, I've gotten into flying kites. <laughs> yeah, I wish. That would be a lot cheaper. Um, I've gotten into flying planes and I, I've just made it for, you know, as my daughter's gotten older and my sort of mantra's changed a little bit. How old is she now? She's 16 now. Wow. And so now Jeez. for me, I, I, I find myself being drawn to anything that promotes, uh, people taking themselves from A to B, physically going places, not just living through it on a screen or something, but actually being responsible for their own mobility. Um, getting a pilot's license was a big part of that. And, you know, we're possibly the last generation that's going to have this kind of responsibility where you can just get a pilot's license, get in a plane, go fly someplace. Um, same with driving. You know, it's an amazing time to be alive now if you enjoy going places and, and driving yourself. There could be a time in the future where the steering wheel and the pedals are no longer for us, you know? So, mm. so now we have incredibly safe cars, capable cars, very efficient cars, and we still get to do it and use our skill set as drivers to take ourselves places, which I think is a, a great part of being a human. Um, and my daughter does love driving. Um, she hasn't really gotten into racing. She loves competition, but uh, it's, I'm excited that she likes taking herself out there and-, and, and So she tracks too? She tracks the cars? She has, she, it's not, it's not a passion for her to race, mm. but she's a she's a very good driver. I've taken her to some car control schools and, and wow. ice driving schools, and she's done absolutely awesome. Um, but uh, I really am a big believer in promoting uh, people to push themselves to 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 uh, expand their mobility, and while we still can, because it's because uh, it's fun. Well, thank you so much, Tanner. It was a pleasure speaking with yeah, you. Yeah, talking to you. I'm Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, Take it Vaughn. easy. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you.